Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Dr. Joseph McHale, and I want to chat with you a little bit today about managing adverse events and patient intolerance in combination therapy and early relapse. Now, I think sometimes this topic is not addressed fully, but is so important. As we know, when patients can remain on these therapies over the longer term, they're going to do better. So I'm going to share with you some of the pitfalls that I see as we use these early relapse therapies and some tips to help along the way. We know that we now have a wealth of choice when it comes to early relapse with multiple combinations with CD38 antibodies, carfilzomib, pomalidomide, and uh, selinexor, and basically all of the combinations and permutations of those different agents. And so when we use them, we want to use them most fully. And so, of course, we can't cover every possible adverse event, but in in high-level format, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that I do to help me manage patients with pomalidomide, with carfilzomib, and indeed with dexamethasone, and of course, the importance of communicating with our patients. So when you first think about pomalidomide, you know, this does have a toxicity profile quite similar to lenalidomide. Don't forget that patients need thromboprophylaxis. Typically, when they have cytopenias, uh, we want to make sure it's not just related to the drug, but often to the disease itself. And so the use of growth factors and the appropriate dose delays and reductions can be helpful. I can tell you that I frequently use two milligrams instead of four milligrams in patients. Uh, the, the fatigue that we see, like with lenalidomide, can be improved with dose reduction. Uh, we see diarrhea less commonly, but also with supportive care and dose reduction, that can be helpful. As I mentioned, although the starting dose is typically four milligrams, I often use two. And we know that POM can overcome LEN resistance, and hence we use it in LEN refractory patients. In carfilzomib, often we get concerned about cardiac adverse events, but, but what really helps is to to, to very carefully ma manage a patient's heart failure and blood pressure prior to starting. If those two things are optimized, more often than not, we're not going to see problems. Uh, but we do want to monitor them, especially in that first month. Cytopenias, uh, like uh, I mentioned with pomalidomide, growth factors and dose reduction can be of help. Like with all proteasome inhibitors, don't forget the viral prophylaxis. And very often now we can reduce some of the AEs and even uh, the adherence of patients by sticking to just a once a week regimen. And there are lots of ways of being able to do that. And I have to put my plug in for what I call down with DEX or down with dexamethasone. Dexamethasone really boosts the effect of almost every drug we use in myeloma. But I think it's important for us to recognize that over time, it causes a plethora of challenges in blood pressure, blood sugar, insomnia, mood changes, skin changes, bone changes, cataracts, and the list goes on. So please choose the initial dose carefully, whether it's typically 20 or 40 milligrams, and I really try to keep that only for the first couple of months and then ramp down with most of my patients coming off by six to nine months. But before I wrap up, I want to comment on the critical importance of shared decision making, because we don't just tell our patients you'll take it and you'll like it. It's so important that when two parties come together, that they share information and they discuss together what the options are 
to build consensus. Because when the patient is on our side and we are on the side of the patient, as it were, because it's a two-way street, that mutual agreement can be reached. And patients do benefit from this. We, we know that there are significant benefits, that there's greater confidence in their treatment decisions. They have more trust within us. Uh, we know that it can directly affect adherence, both in the short term and the long term. And now we have longer-term studies showing us that it actually affects their quality of life uh, and even outcomes like disease remission uh, by virtue of that shared decision-making model. So hopefully uh, there are some key points that you can take away here. The right dosing of uh, pomalidomide and carfilzomib, using dexamethasone appropriately, the critical importance of having a shared decision-making model as we talk to patients so that we can uh, get the greatest efficacy out of these agents with the least amount of toxicity, that we can not only deal with adverse events as they come up, but even prevent them uh, by using uh, the right strategy with our patients. And I hope this will help you pragmatically in the clinic as you care for your patients. Thanks very much for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.